Hello everyone, Kay the Whiteboard here with Forever Firm. How is everyone doing? I have great, fabulous, amazing news. If you're listening and you just don't have Instagram, no, nay, sorry, that should not be a problem anymore because now I have a Forever Firm email address. Now, it's, it's a little confusing. So it's Forever Firm, no capitalization, whatever. But this one, it's five. Forever Firm, five. And I'm sorry, I tried to get the three, but the three was taken. So I can't really do anything about that. So sorry. But just foreverfirm5 at gmail.com. I, I know it's confusing. My Instagram is foreverfirm3. My Gmail is foreverfirm5. Forever Firm. Just try to remember. If I can, you can. I could really use some prayer. I keep realizing that I am asking for your prayer requests, but I never share any of my own. So as you guys all know, we moved to Tennessee three and a half months ago now, actually. And I have been struggling lately with just trusting God and my parents. I know he has a plan. I really honestly do. But don't you just wish you could see what it was? Like, do you ever wish you knew what God's plan for your life was? I sure do. I really struggle with stressing about my future a little too much and I just know I shouldn't I know God has a plan but I just do but for today's topic I know you guys know I'm going to share my testimony why I didn't do this the first episode I have no idea but I'm going to go and I want you guys to know just kind of who you are talking to and potentially taking advice from I know I want you guys to know about me a little more so, I'm going to start when I was five. Actually, four. And this is not going to be one of those stories where I'm like, I was born in Methodist Hospital. Yawn. Yawn inserted. <laughs> no, it's not going to be like that. Um, so, Chloe accepted Christ around when I was four. She was probably six or five. But it got me thinking. And it wasn't super deep thoughts about what it meant to be Christian. But I just kind of wanted to be like her. So at the breakfast table, I accepted Jesus knowing absolutely nothing about what it meant to be a Christian. I know I was young, but I don't really know if I wanted to because I felt like the Lord called me to, to, or if I just wanted to copy my sister. Whatever it was, I accepted Christ, kind of. Like I said, I wasn't fully sure what happened because my memory wasn't completely developed. (laughs) Everything was pretty much hunky-dory, I would say, until I was 13. Obviously, I had minor struggles. But, you know, everything was fine. I went to a camp which talked about hell and the rapture. I knew hell was a thing, but I had little to no idea what the rapture was. So anyway, I grew quite fascinated with it. Not in a weird sort of way, but I grew really curious with it. I started reading the books Left Behind. Have you guys ever read those books? If you have, you know they can be a little scary. I read the kid version. I don't know if everything was toned down. But I'm guessing it was because it was for kids. But I don't really know fully. I certainly didn't back down on what was actually going to happen in the end times. Anywho, I grew very scared. Very scared. I would actually turn around and expect my parents to be gone. Because God had called his people home and I was left behind. It was a very scary chapter in my life. The whole next year from going to camp when I was 13 to going to camp again when I was 14, I dealt with this. It's it's pretty scary though, right? But silly me, I never read Revelation when I was dealing with those, this whole thing. 
Weird, right? But there was a part of me that was scared of what reading Revelation would show me. Well, during camp, I worked as a volunteer. And we would have... So, like, I was basically staff. We would have a one and a half hour break, I would say, between lunch. And we just kind of got rest time. And that was really nice. It was relaxing. It was mainly intended for you to read your Bible. Not everyone did, but I certainly did. And that was when I really started reading and studying Revelation. I don't mean study as I'm a master philosopher in Revelation now. That's not what I mean at all. I mean that I just went and read it a lot. I think I read Revelation five times at camp. I'm not being prideful, and I'm just sharing what happened. I honestly almost became obsessed with it. My fear kind of disappeared. I'm not fully sure how, but not fully. It was still there. I'm not quite there yet. Anyway, so I had my camp high, and life was pretty great after that. Sure, I dealt with problems, minor issues, and then at the dinner table right before when we were about to go to theater, my dad broke it to us that they were very, very deeply considering moving to Tennessee. And there is some debate on whether it was before theater. I remember it being before theater, but who knows. Anyway, so I have this thing I like to call the mask. It's not a thing really, but it's kind of just when I go back into my shell and I just like wipe my face clean of emotion. I don't give myself time to process what's happening. And I don't really process anything until I'm in my room. Maybe that sounds silly or dumb, but if someone asks me what's wrong while I have the mask on, I break down and I just start sobbing. But no one did. I got in my room and I started crying, supposedly 15 minutes before we had to leave for theater. A lot of people that day or next day noticed that I was just not my normal self. I felt completely worn out. I just didn't want to be around people, which is kind of odd because I'm extroverted. But when people would ask what was wrong, the best answer I could give was, I'm just stressed, which did not amount to what I was dealing with at all. But I couldn't really tell anyone about it. So anyway, you all know how that played out. We did eventually move. And I remember the morning we were doing, I called it the reveal. I know it's kind of weird, but like I name things a lot. Like, you know, I name my ukulele Persephone. Anyway, the reveal was a Monday morning, and I didn't put any makeup on because I knew, I was like, many tears are going to be shed this day. And it was basically just the day we told everyone we were moving. I remember walking downstairs and just walking, like, right into my mom's arms. And the first word I said to her was, I don't want to tell anyone. And then I just started crying. And she hugged me, and she said, I don't want to either. Yeah, that was a rough day. As I predicted, many tears were shed, not just by us, but by everyone who we told and who we were leaving behind. A lot of people just plain old didn't understand. Some did, but what? It's kind of hard. You can't really explain the Holy Spirit to people if they're not feeling it. God was calling us to? What else do we say? Anyway, we packed up and we left. Now, you know, that was a big process, but... I'm not going to explain every box we moved. (laughs) And I don't think I've ever cried harder in my life. You know, it would be really very simple and easy to blame this on my parents. It just would. But I felt God's voice too. Even, Even before they told us we were moving, I knew that we were moving. God told me. He also told me to trust him, which was hard. Really, really hard. 
I just didn't understand. I had friends, I had theater, I had role models, I had an accent, apparently. I had an amazing house, I had family, I just didn't understand. But there's no safer place to be than in God's will. I'm at my desk right now in Tennessee, and I'm looking around at my desk at pictures of my friends. Not gonna lie, I miss them incredibly much. But I actually just came across this verse. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. I'm going to read a little chunk from the book Indescribable for Kids. I don't know if you've ever read it. It is such a great book, even though it's for kids. It says, In order for a diamond to form, extreme pressure and incredibly hot temperatures are needed over a long period of time. This usually happens 100 miles below the Earth's crust. So volcanoes make good diamond factories. I know you can't see me, but I'm doing quotes with my hands. When the volcanoes erupt, the diamonds shoot up towards the Earth's surface. In a dark place, under a lot of pressure, stress, heat, something beautiful and unbreakable forms. Have you ever been under a lot of pressure and stress? Could it be that God was using that time to make you beautiful and unbreakable? Diamonds are beautiful things, but they have to undergo pressure, stress, and heat before becoming something gorgeous. I'm still struggling. It's still hard. But I need to be constantly reminding myself that God is turning me into something beautiful. Okay, I'm going to pick up before the move now. You know all my fears about hell? Well, all my fears about hell, the rapture, everything has come back. I'm still expecting to turn around and watch my family disappear. Actually, that's not true. I should say I was scared. I'm not anymore. What changed? A verse I came across, it's Romans 10.9. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. Because Jesus is Lord, I can know that I'm ready. If God calls us home, I'm ready. I don't need to have fear anymore because I just don't. Good works can't get me into heaven. Nothing except for the blood of my sweet Savior Jesus. Well, you guys, that's all I have for the day. I just really want to thank you for listening a lot. I just want to say that I'm human. I make mistakes. Sometimes I sit down and I give up. Other times I rise up and I try again. I'm human, just like you. We all go through struggles. But remember, God is making you into diamonds. No matter what happens, though... The Lord's plans stand firm forever. I will talk to you guys next week. And again, I just want to say thank you for listening so much. I really appreciate all of you guys out there.